This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, welcome to the KBJ Aperture Podcast. Virginia is a witch and she farts in her chair. Jason is a spaz who's got an old man's ass. Welcome to the After the Show podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday KBJ After the Share podcast. What a lovely day. We've had such nice weather this week. I will take it. This is great. It's chilly in the morning, but if you can get past the cold before the sun comes up, not a lot of people are out and about when we are. Mm-hmm. Boy, does it make for a nice afternoon. It does, yeah. Looks like we're going to have pretty decent weather. It's going to get steadily a bit warmer, and it looks like it's going to be sunny through Saturday. Sunday looks like it's going to be a washout, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, with this El Nino, it just they're predicting a lot more wetness coming our way. It's going to be a very wet, dry season. What in doubt? Blame it on El Nino. Yeah. Now, if you're looking for a reason, <laughs> I guess that's what it is. Because I'm looking to blame something because I'm not feeling it. It's supposed to be dry, damn it. But it's not. I know, man. I I can tell. I I could use a little sunshine, a little, little tan. I'm getting that jaundice look. I oh, need it. Yesterday was gorgeous. You should have laid out by the pool yesterday. It was still kind of cold. I had other shit I had to do. You're right. I, I, I could have gotten some sun. I chose not to. I fucked that one up. Instead, you went jogging yeah. for three miles. Ooh. Who starts at three well, miles? I walk and jog. I, I, I didn't run for three straight miles. I walk. I jog a little bit. I walk and jog. I just... I think I just went too hard and then, you know, picking up donuts this morning, my back <laughs> locked up on me in a very odd state of irony, I felt like. It was I'm like, I'm picking up, I'm trying to get in shape when I'm picking up donuts, yeah. but that throws my fucking back Your out. Your body's telling you. <laughs> that sounds like a country song. And it, I'm not kidding you, man. It, it, it made me run about 15 minutes late today because then I'm trying to fucking Yoda walk everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Your back hurts, it does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. But people don't like when I complain about my ailments, so I'll <laughs> shut the fuck up. I'm feeling great in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> Doing awesome. In my lie. Yeah. <laughs> Doing awesome. Uh, let me see. Got uh, some interesting things going on here today. I know we were talking about uh, we're getting hit with uh, all these People want to be president. Yesterday, it was President Joe Biden who's going for another round. He flew into PBI and parked Air Force One right next to Trump's plane. 
There's a photo of the tarmac yesterday. It looked like they're about ready to play a game of chicken. <laughs> or fucking race each other. Yeah. Right. Look at that. If you're watching KVJ TV on YouTube. You want to go, bro? You yeah. want to go? My jet's faster. Let's go, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering because I drove by there. I have to go there on my way to Greenway Kia. Mm-hmm. And they have all those school buses yeah. out there again. Yeah. Like they used to do to protect Trump. Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even realize that Biden was flying in yesterday until yeah. my my okay. neighbors told me. Yeah. All you have to do is just post that picture and go, oh, look, Biden and Trump's plan. That's all you have to put. Just just that yeah. and just see the fucking right. <laughs> the engagement. Who's got a bigger hatred. plane? And like make it something about like oh, a phallic thing. And you said, who's plane? I tell you, who's whose plane's better? Or just bigger. Mm. Bigger. Oh, it would fucking turn into <laughs> such a dumpster fire. Fire biggest fight. Comments. Kevin, post that because we need the uh, engagement. No, man. I, I fucking, I, I can't read it. It, it makes me so sad. Yeah, Jay Leno. <laughs> Jay Leno, who used to make his money doing a lot of political commentary and comedy, uh, he said he stopped doing it. He doesn't do any more political jokes. He said it stopped being fun or funny and the audience stopped uh, being receptive to it. And he used to always try to keep it even. He would take one shot at one side, one shot at the other. He said even then, he said you just tell the joke and then people are – you can hear them – processing how they should be offended and whether they're going to laugh or not. Well, the one clips that blow up a lot, if you're a true stand-up comedy fan and you're going to see a stand-up, whether you like that person or not, because sometimes you'll go to a show, you may not even know who's performing, but you're there, you know that they're there to make you laugh. So if somebody does get offended... Usually the majority of the audience wants the comedian to tear into the fucking person interrupting. Yeah. If they're oversensitive, if they're being loud, they want to see you rip them an asshole. It's very rare. Eat them alive. Eat them alive. It's very rare that the audience turns on the comedian. The comedian almost has to turn into a, it, uh, it's going to be a Kramer moment for the audience right. to turn on you. But typically, if you're if you're there and you're, you got your feelings hurt and you're on your feelings, and the comedian goes in and starts riffing on you, most people are gonna fucking side with the comedian. Yeah, a lot of them. the ones that are there. Now, as soon as you put up on online, that's where the issue starts to online. Things are interpreted differently online. Online unravel. Online shit gets. Can you believe what Kevin Ralston said about weird people? And then that's the that's the the quote. What I think is relatively new in the last couple of years, it's an odd phenomenon. Is it's about the audience now, and I think a lot of shows you walk in knowing what kind of audience you're going to get, and a majority of them are going to be liberal for the most part. But it is just weird. To walk in saying, okay, I'm I'm like that. And and you have comedians. I watch a lot of uh, Bill Maher show, and a lot of his audience is, is left-wing. But he's a little bit more moderate these days, and he'll throw something that – it's interesting because he will take a jab at the left, and sometimes those comments then aren't met well. well Everything that is against the right will be hysterical. It's kind of weird. Well-received. It's almost kind of weird th- – People that are, were very liberal as a comedian has almost turned, I don't want to say conservative, but against being a liberal because a lot of times it's liberal people trying to tell them what they can say and mm-hmm. it turns into a 
freedom of speech of trying to cancel kind of a thing. So now you see a bunch of stand-up comedians kind of not really, they're almost kind of dancing on what side they're on. Yeah, Joe Rogan had gone off about that this week on his podcast about how he used to be in the blue bubble and be in California, and I think he's now in Austin, Texas, and he said, yeah, they got so crazy they pushed me into the middle, so that's where some of them are. I think Bill Maher's not as, like you said, I, I've really recently started watching his show. I thought it was really good. He's, he's very good. He doesn't like, Bill Maher's against all of the feelings and people are so offended by everything and he thinks the youth has anxiety because they're not Uh they're always on social media and they have to take a pill for everything and that's kind of and he's gotten people from more of the conservative side on his side he's Mm -hmm. he's he's gotten way more less liberal than than what he was yeah I think both fringes on the right and the left have pushed more people than ever. They say there's more independents and moderates than there's ever been because of the whack jobs on both sides. So I think we're still a majority of people are normal, thankfully. I feel like that in real life. I think there's two things going on. I think there's social media and media and Uh what you see on the screen and what you're scrolling through and all the comments. Most of us are sensible. And I think if you go into the real world, it's not nearly as bad as all the box makes you think. It's not. It's a lot of noise out there. But some of us, and we know people, used to be sensible. And have been so yeah. manipulated True. by social yeah. media, by that narrative, mm. by the crazy right or the crazy left, mm-hmm. that they now are not thinking rationally like they used to. Oh, you can't have the noise be that loud on something like this and have it not to start bleed into regular life. And mm-hmm. that is what you are starting to see a little yeah. bit. People are getting mm-hmm. squirrelier in person. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a loud year because uh, you got it going on. That's what I was saying. You know, yesterday with uh, Biden, he was uh, doing fundraising. Florida's going to be a very important state. It's one of those states that... You know, you, you definitely want to try to win. And today you've got uh, Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley. She is going to be doing a fundraiser on Palm Beach. And then she's doing what Biden did yesterday, going to uh, Miami. So, yeah, yeah you're going to see a lot of hot rhetoric. I hate saying this because I really do. I consider myself an optimistic person at the mm-hmm. end of the day. But yeah. I, I will say the last five to six years, just seeing how people handle shit, I've lost a little faith in humanity, and that makes me sad, and, mm-hmm. I, don't, and I don't like that, and I know I'm not the only person to feel that way. I, I don't think mm-hmm. I'm a crazy person. I'm not saying everything is hopeless. I'm just saying I've personally seen a change in people's personality. It's just a lot more of a anger, quippy type of society that I'm not used to. And maybe I'm a little bit of a bitch. It's, it's changed some people, no <laughs> doubt. I, I, think it's, I think it's warped our perspective. Um, social media, I think, was like a mirror and we looked into it and it's really truly a funhouse mirror because it's a warped image of what's really going on, but it is starting to bleed into and shape our own viewpoints, but it's not an accurate representation of mirror society. It just it just shows me we have a lot of work to do as a species, including. Mm. I mean, there's been times on social media I've gotten into it, and I look back and go, "What a fuck face! What are you doing? You're not." <laughs> yeah, that's why I tell people to overcompensate with kindness, sensibility, and don't get caught up in it. And if you're not a person who, like five years ago, was yelling and screaming about politics, but now you find yourself yelling and screaming about politics, just know they got you. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think so. if you're yelling and screaming on social media and fighting with everybody and fighting with people in your personal life about politics, they got you. I just, I don't know. I just feel like things have become spiritually disconnected in the last decade or so. Yeah. And I, and Numbers I, reflect and that. And it kind of hurts my heart not to sound mm-hmm. like a big pussy, yeah. but it, 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 it does bother me. And, yeah. and, and, and I've, I've lost a little bit of faith towards humans. But it's not too late to gift yourself a little self-care and a little removal from whatever it is that makes you yell and scream and raise your blood pressure and cause cell damage to your own body because you're so upset about politics. Remove yourself from those scenarios and save yourself with a little self-care. And I'm not talking about the subsets. I mean, I, subsets of humans are awesome. I, when you have a crew that you love and you can hang with, those are the. that's what I mean. But when you look at the, you back away of the overall picture, it's just a lot of noise and a lot of I'm right and fuck you yeah. and fuck that and mic mm-hmm. drop and yeah. this is important. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's losing the bird. Bird's going, he's aging out of her. Joy and self-care and happiness should be more important to you than to lose yourself over politics. Well, that's why a lot of people have tried to unplug from news and a lot of those things that would raise the blood pressure. And I think why people are sometimes uh, annoyed is that they are trying to seep that into things like your NFL watching and be like, no, 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 this is my safe space. If you guys want to get political, keep it in politics and news. I just want to watch a freaking football game. Let's you know, not I, make this something it, that's got to be political. It's, it's, it's gotten that way. And then mm-hmm. there, and that, and what that creates is 17 different fights within a fight. It goes, yeah. oh, I'm so sick of the people bitching about, bitching about the, the politics, yeah. about bitching about. And it turns mm-hmm. into all these little fights. And honestly, man, so many, so much of it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Not at all. Not at all. It really doesn't. People get upset for nothing. Well, what the fuck do I know? I'm just the next Todd. <laughs> You're not, actually. He never got his initial in the logo. Yeah. I, it was never KVT. It's true. ADL. It's true. That's right. <laughs> doing well. Sit down, Todd. <laughs> not doing as well as some other shows. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
don't know if you saw that the Smartless podcast. Oh, with... I like that podcast. When they have a good guest, I like it. Yeah. I, I've, who, who is this? It is Jason Bateman. Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. And I've only listened to the episodes with a guest that I uh, wanted. They had Simon LeBon, Duran Duran, for instance, over the summer. And that's when I'd seen Duran Duran and Sunrise. And I wanted to hear that conversation. They and, had Emma Stone on. I uh, loved that. Yeah, yeah. If you really like, if you like yeah, the person, uh-huh. you're going to love the show. Well, it's interesting because one of the three of them, because they're all celebrities, they're all connected. I don't know how they rotate or what goes on. I don't listen to the show well enough to understand the formula of it. But what I do gather is that one of them will book a celebrity and the other two are, in a sense, surprised. So they ask questions of – and that's their way of, of, of handling it. Prep Kev probably couldn't do that. But, you know, it is – it does bring an interesting dynamic of you've got people that obviously know who the person is. So they're shooting from the hip, not having any prep. And the one person who brought them in typically does know a little bit more. And does the prep. Yeah, And then it's fun, too, in the beginning when they play like a little guessing game to figure out who the celebrity mm-hmm. guest is. They used to do more of that in the beginning, and now they're kind of getting away from that a little bit more, it seems to me. Okay, But I like when the other two that are in the dark have to guess who the celebrity guest is. That's fun. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I wonder what the celebrity themselves thinks of it do they do they like playing that game Does they get tired do they just try to do something different to change it up great questions mm-hmm. yeah so uh they are making a hundred million to take that thing to serious so that's one of those uh big deals going wow. on and yeah i think i'd also heard too that the kelsey brothers recently <laughs> signed a big deal for their podcast Jason Jason Kelsey does all the heavy lifting verbally. He is not only quick, he's funny. He is comedic timing extraordinaire, I think. For an athlete to be that way, he's good. Yeah, you've uh, you were singing his praises, and he, look, he a lot of people loved his act when he went to the Chiefs Bills game, and that's physical comedy. So he can slap you verbally, mm. and then he can slap you with amazing physical comedy. That cat is very good. Yeah, so he's uh, very good. Jason so. mm-hmm. is the one I'm talking about, not Travis. I think Travis is just he's lucky to be with Jason. Well, he brings the girlfriend. He brings the numbers. That's yeah. That's gotten you know the numbers because their numbers have definitely gone up on that podcast. Oh, they're they're massive. He started dating T Swift, so it's uh, kind of going through the uh, the roof now. Another hot button. The Taylor well, Swift talk. That's what I was referencing when you're like, can you keep the politics? But now the Taylor Swift stuff has made the NFL political, and that's annoying for a lot of people. So, Denny showed me today. It's a great troll job, you know, because they come out with the uh, Madden every single year. It's the NFL video game that you play, and so it's a big honor slash curse to be the cover person for it. They usually find one main figure from the NFL for that year to put them on the cover. And somebody did a mock-up of this year's cover, and it's Taylor Swift. It's it's so funny. It's so because funny. It just, it's a troll job. It's just to get people <laughs> unnecessarily, she's the MVP <laughs> of the NFL. To get ADL. unnecessarily mad. Yeah, that. So, yeah, people are just trolling people on it now. So, that was a hot button. 
Uh, some of the emails we got today, we were asking the question, what hurts more to get shot or to pass a kidney stone? And Colin is one of those people that has done both. He said, I got shot with a thirty-eight in my arm, and the bullet completely shattered the bone. I've also had kidney stones, and they're not all treated equally. Some are bigger and smaller than others. The bigger kidney stones were more painful, and I had a harder time dealing with that than the gunshot wound. But when I got shot, I was hammered, and my body went into shock pretty quick, so that might have helped it out. So what are, what are your, your beginning signs of a kidney stone? I, th- I think you just go into sheer pain. Like yeah. all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, is somebody stabbing me in the dick? I it's- was talking to Aunt Kathy the night that she had it. She and I were talking on the sofa. We were sharing chocolates. and But it's in the, it's in the dick or the or the, the vagina? No, it's like up higher a little bit, like in your groin, in your like stomach. So it's going to feel like gas or something. It's going to feel like, yeah, like it's right here, like in your tummy area, like below there. It's all, like, isn't that where all pains are at? They really make out, oh, a lot of this shit's similar dude take it up with god yeah i but apparently if you had to choose one or the other (laughs) take the gunshot wound in the arm or the butt it would be better than having to pass a kidney stone wow in the arm fuck man i feel like the arm would be well the problem like he had shatters the bone that's why you want to ass if you can every show or movie if you live you always shot you always shot like right above your shoulder area that's how you could live it's a great band name shatter the bone yeah it is that would be a great name didn't uh was it Reagan who got shot in his stomach and still lived? I don't remember where he was shot. I, I for some reason, thought it was like maybe under the armpit or yeah, something. Yeah, like it was under yeah. the armpit. It was upper. It wasn't stomach. Mm. I thought there was a place in the stomach you could shoot, and it's supposed to be a safe place. But then that might be one of no, them. No, I don't lying. think. So. Yeah, I don't. I've never heard that because you got. Uh, <laughs> that's the one thing I've That's never in my life heard. Defying no. all, got, all your organs are kind of packed in there. I thought there you was got, a special you got stomach acid and all that stuff. You don't want leaking. Throughout You've your never body. been wronger. I thought there was yeah. a spot you could directly kind of like that. If you're ever going to get shot to try this experiment, don't let Jaybird do it. <laughs> I thought was, what's that move? That, You'd be dead in a minute. What's that one move? The karate move? If you hit the dim one, mock, the dim mock. I thought yeah. there was like a dim mock spot in your body where a bullet could go through. And I mean, there are spots, but it's not in the stomach. Okay, that's what yeah, I thought. I it was yeah i don't i don't think you want that i don't think you want to get shot in the stomach i'm just a butt cheek we're, we're going butt cheek well we all want the butt cheek of course because it's yeah. got the most meat but you do not want that middle do not let them hit that brown eye <laughs> a bullet right up the <laughs> right yeah. up the mid really good shot <laughs> oh my god i don't think you've i, don't, I think you died annie oakley hit you right in the bunghole <laughs> oh it comes right out your pee hole huh Right through, yeah. You could argue it's the worst pain ever. Maybe. Oh, you think a bullet just came out your dick? <laughs> That'd be crazy, huh? That'd be rough. Yeah, that's real crazy. How middle aged are you? Okay, you got to write down how many times you would say yes, or you would say that this applies to you. Okay, okay. we got this. You can't sleep past nine a.m. Oh, jeez. I don't know the last time I slept. Maybe past seven. I don't know. Maybe maybe eight a.m. But yeah, nine. Wow. Dude, I'm nine a.m. Okay. What am I? Eleven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can't start a movie past nine p.m. Okay. You call your children for tech support. Yeah, Caitlin. When it comes to social media, I'm always getting a hold of my daughter. You once fixed typos with whiteout. You can remember that. 
That would be from Which, a typewriter. By the way, not a really great it was invention. Terrible. It what was a shitty invention. It that was, was because if you ever had it, your sheet of paper had all these big white lumps on it. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <laughs> You've called a thirty-year-old a kid. Yeah, I've done that. You swap ailment stories with your friends. Mm. Fuck. Three times of Virginia. <laughs> Today. He's always bitching about something. <laughs> you have a personal Facebook account, but not a personal TikTok account. Does that apply to you? You write appointments on a paper calendar. Every day. You're not quite sure just how you got that bruise. Every Saturday morning. Is that age or is that alcoholism? Both. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you gain weight just by being near food. <laughs> That's menopause, bitches. You actually go into the bank to make a deposit. <laughs> Question, yeah. does the drive through count? Yeah. Yeah, because you're there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've dialed a rotary phone at one point in your life. You still have a landline. You have bifocals or a separate set of glasses for near and far. Not yet. What if you know you have to go get them like yesterday? (laughs) Maybe a half. Okay. You're still fighting it. If you're a guy and you typically pee at least once during the night, how middle-aged are you? My final score... Nine. You have nine guesses? Yep. Virginia, how many? Final score, eight. Jaybird, six and a half. If you answer yes to more than seven of these, you are firmly into middle age. Damn. Damn, you old fucks. Well, you're right on my heels. You're a half point away. And as soon as you get them damn glasses, welcome to it. Everyone knows (laughs) I'm older than both of you, and I'm not older. (laughs) He ages in dog years. Well, I'm just going straight up natural. What you see from the bird is what you get. Wrinkles, fucking gray hair, and time. (laughs) You have to love me from my heart. And old balls. You got to love me from my heart and my mind. (laughs) Uh, As we wrap up January here, we're wrapping up uh, several things. One is divorce month. This is when lawyers typically see an uptick in new clients right after the holidays. They say that um, a lot of times people, they'll wait through the holidays because of family and all those kind of things, presents, they don't want to rock the boat. So after you kind of get into holiday mode, those terrible feelings, you'll wait until the 1st of January. People want a fresh start. That often means with their relationships. And then maybe you just look, too, and you say, okay, this is another year. How many more do I have left? Does this feel like a relatively newer phenomenon? There is a study out now that found that divorce rates doubled for Americans over 55 and tripled for those over 65 from the years 1990 to 2021. Doesn't surprise me. Wow. People are getting divorced much later in life now, and it's a relatively recent phenomenon in the course of marriage throughout history. I think it's not that that whole 
societal pressure of being married with the kids and the the picket fence and all that, that shit doesn't, that started kind of going out when I was, not to say that it wasn't out there, but all my friends had divorced parents. It became so normal to Mm. where you couldn't, if a kid was sad that the kid was, he's, he's getting divorced, like, dude. Nine of our other friends are getting divorced. You're not special. Shut up, bitch. So that I mean, it, it just got so commonplace. Yeah, if you're like our age, and your parents are still together, that's like wow. That's more of a rarity. That's than... like really. You're like that's impressive. And I think people realize that they don't have to be miserable their whole life. You that's only get, true. It, unless you believe in reincarnation, you only got one shot at this fucking game. Our grandparents <laughs> maybe didn't realize that as much as people nowadays do. That if you're with somebody who's just bringing you down, ditch them. No, I believe if you get married. And you both decide to get married. I don't think you should ever get divorced for some stupid, shallow reason. Mm-hmm. I think you fight for that love and you, you, you do the best you can. But I mean, I, I, people just, I feel like a lot of people married someone they didn't necessarily like that much. Mm-hmm. They had a good time in the beginning. Sure. When the sex it, was great. Having sex or having drinks. And then the drinks wear off and time goes on. Like, wow, I really fucking hate him. <laughs> I think what's happening with the attitudes is that one divorce is not as shameful as it once was in our society. Being alone and being single is a little bit more acceptable. And you're seeing people who get into marriages, have families. It becomes teamwork to raise that child. Now, when the kids moved out, you still feel good enough to travel and you want to take on life and do things and your thoughts for how you want to end your days is not in alignment with your spouse. And they may want to do one thing. I know with my mom and dad, now they would never get divorced. That wasn't their thing. But in the last courses of my mom's life and his, it got to the point my dad loves being at home. He doesn't like to leave his dogs and his home and his guns. He is very happy. <laughs> in that order. In that town. And my mom always wanted to travel. And so my mom would take off, come to Florida, go to Europe, travel the world, and do all that kind of stuff. Because I think of the religious background and beliefs, and they still did love each other, but they were so different at the end. I think other people who don't have that religious guilt are like, you know what? You want to stay home. I want to travel. You be you. It's all good. And I don't know that they're contentious divorces. I think when you're younger, they seem to be more contentious. There's cheating going on, infidelity. There's financial issues. I think as you're seeing people getting divorced later in life, they're like, dude, peace out. I love you. It's all good. I don't love you like that. But Go live your life. I think Viagra has played a part in that as well. Sure, because I'm sure the the testosterone has played mm-hmm. a part in that as right. well. Normally, your body slows down and prepares you to be a grandparent. Yeah, but now with testosterone and now with uh, Viagra, you've got people that are ready to go out there and keep hitting it with somebody besides their wife, who's younger and hotter and more fun. And you're right, too. I can always tell when someone's a little older ripping on me on social media because they they think this is a diss. Oh, no wonder Jaybird's single. Oh, that's why he's alone. Motherfucker, I choose to be single and I love it. And mm-hmm. it's always it's always a, it's always an old fuck. That's <laughs> that's married. Going, oh, that's why he's going to die alone. He's a goofball. Like, bitch, I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> then I look at the profile. Yep. 
67 years old. <laughs> As if it's a diss. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another thing that is going to be ending today with the end of January, dry January. Oh, well, let's drink them and smoke them if you got them, right? My girlfriend was doing dry January. Yeah. And then we went out to dinner and it ended. <laughs> of course. I mean, if, you, if you're on dry January and you invite Virginia or you accept an invitation for lunch, what the hell are you doing? On a weekend? It was on a Saturday, right? Or something like that? Yeah, yeah. What the hell are you doing? Like, there's no way you're staying in dry January. I might just not even bring my phone at that thing. I'm not respecting anybody's dry January, so yeah. No. Let's have some fun. Dry January sounds boring. I thought that wasn't there fucking dry November too. Isn't there a couple of these sober October and mm, I've I thought never it was heard no shave November. There, no, yeah, they, a, they have those. I've only heard dry January for a non-drinking month. I've heard sober October. Have, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, you, you sober have October. Circles. I've heard. Oh, I have absolutely terrible heard month that. to be sober. That's Halloween. It's a terrible month. Terrible month. Yeah. Halloween and I'm drinking. I'm not saying January's good, but <laughs> I'm worried to say it's bad either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people are going to be getting back on it. Coming this weekend, and there was a dietitian who said if you are in it and you're one of those people where people parlay and maybe stop the drinking to help them lose weight, it is legit. Drinking does help you put weight on. You're not going to be your slimmest or your best if you're drinking a lot. It's hard. Very hard to do that. Unless you're a binge drinker and that's all you're doing. And then you're living I, a, honestly, very, a very unhealthy life. I've found out as I've gotten older, I tell myself that and I don't eat bad. Increasing my alcohol content was putting the weight on. Yeah, you are like a machine over there. You, unfortunately, just have genetics that are fighting against you. Yeah, I've got to be so cleaned up. He's got to work so much harder than Jay Bird. It's not even funny. I ate one donut today. I weighed myself 15 pounds. (laughs) (laughs) You're still still reeling from that fudge sickle. He's going to think about that donut for like a month. (laughs) The fudge sickle of 2023 is still fresh in his brain. That almost killed a man. I got to stop this eating shit on your show. (laughs) I got to realize, dude, you you ain't a young puppy. Anymore. Stop. You gotta stop all these body things. Stop drawing the low fucking cards. You yeah. do keep drawing the low card of all the and on, on not, all the eating ones. I know. I'm not doing nothing. Yeah. I swear. He picks his fate. Uh, fate. <laughs> <laughs> you beat my ass today. Yeah. I get nervous when I go against a chugging or an eating thing with the Kevin Ralston. He's the best on the show. I want you to go up against the Kevin Sanicki in a chugging. Yeah. Because that. I've never seen anybody take down a Guinness as fast as my husband did. And I don't I don't know if you would do it again because mm. it was a while ago and, and you did beat Hulk Hogan's ass, which turned him oh, into yeah, Zombie yeah, Hulk Hogan. Right. Would you ever do another pizza eating contest against a Zombie Hulk Hogan? Probably not because, like <laughs> I said, yeah, you can blow all you fucking want. I don't give a shit. Just, <laughs> zombie Hulk Hogan just wants to come in. My body ain't the same, man, and I'm not working out like I was. I think Zombie Hulk Hogan just wants to come and wreak havoc. Yeah, he does. no more eating for me. I'm done. I'm Kevin retired. Kevin hates Zombie Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You only saw him for a few minutes during Christmas break. It could have been a lot worse. <laughs> he did. I think he. I think Zombie Hulk Hogan dialed it in. I think he hit him over the head. <laughs> <laughs> so they say if you are going to start drinking again and you don't want to put the weight on... The best things to drink, one is some of the hard seltzers or the ones that are like maybe the tequila or vodka drinks that has no added sugar. The only seltzer I like is the Bud Light uh, Black Cherry. Every other one, I'm just like, ugh. 
Okay. I just these days I just do whiskey and water. Okay. Old man drink. Is it or is that cowboy drink? Is that it's an, it's an old cowboy? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll take. It's not a young cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. You can call it old, but please throw in cowboy. All right, it makes it sound cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's an old cowboy has to throw his nuts over the saddle first. <laughs> His nuts are the saddle. Yeah, it's, it's, I have to put them over. I don't need a saddle. I just ride my nuts. I'm afraid my horse might drop on So much on extra them. skin. Yeah. So they say that is the top thing to get. Red wine is two. It's relatively low-cal. Yeah, I just don't like what it does to my teeth, man. That red wine, the coffee. you got to yeah. be super careful. You yeah, you got to swig water after Schwig, Swig, swig, water, 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 water. Do I have permission, consent to ask the question? But do you like what it does to the that poontang? Because doesn't it get you horny? Doesn't red wine get everyone horny? No, no, it doesn't get you horny. No, that's that's a you thing. Huh? White wine either? No, not really. Not I any mean, different than any other alcohol. I mean, no, you could it, say it is, but I would say, I mean, if you're, I'm saying yes to red wine, I'd say yes to tequila, vodka. You know, yeah. Okay, so there's no difference because I've heard you guys talk about how certain alcohols hit you differently. They so. do, but not in the horny category. Huh? Yeah, if I get hammered, yeah, you're going to probably want to put on a show, but other than that, no. All right, look. I I thought wine equaled horniness, so (laughs) I am wrong. But... Uh, ladies, if you want to get somewhere with the bird, apparently give him a little bit of wine. Yeah, oh, wine. Let's play. Yeah. <laughs> 69 tournament. You just right watch as he's drinking, his dick's growing. Wine, wine, 69. That's it. <laughs> Can't even walk out of the bar. In the back of the crazy horse? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Bloody Mary's was third. For the healthiest alcoholic drinks, tomato juice typically doesn't have a lot of sugar, they say. Yeah, but Bloody Marys, at least the way I make them, are very high in sodium. That is the opposite of a a horny drink. That's like, oh, mama's got to sit down. A lot of times it is kind of like a meal, yeah. They're a little bit heavier. But I finally uh, got around to making what's called a Bloody Maria. You make it with tequila instead of vodka. Put a little bit of lime juice in there to uh, set it off. It's pretty solid. Okay. It works just as well. Look at you. Yeah, if you don't have vodka, go tequila and make it a Bloody Maria. Just a thought. Okay. And the fourth drink they recommend was Hotty Toddies. Hot water, fresh lemon juice, honey, and whiskey. Had one of those for the first time not too long ago, and I had the bronc around Thanksgiving. So good. Nice. I think I might like that. It was nice. <laughs> it was yeah. nice. Yeah. Kim, who works with uh, Andy the Alien in Port St. Lucie, I was up there saying hey to them, checking out their place. I love his place. She made me the hottie toddy to try to deal with my uh, bronchial issues. Oh, it was good. To make you horny? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did she have to step away from you? I said you? part of my boner. I'm going to <laughs> let myself out. <laughs> I'll get the door yeah. with my boner. <laughs> All right. <laughs> The do- I'll hold the door for you with my dick. It opened before I got there. <laughs> That's it. So there you go. Uh, let me see. Other emails uh, we got in here today. Uh, Jen Joy, she said, I've lived down here most of my life, and I've always had you saved as a station in my car, but recently started listening to you in the mornings. And I've not been able to stop. Oh, good. Slowly getting to know all five of you. I still have some missing pieces, but I just want to know, when does Suits sleep? 
you know, thankfully he is recorded when you hear him at night. So he'll come in here when we wrap up here and record his show. So the beauty of technology, you're able to do that in radio. So thank God. Otherwise, he would, uh, I think, just drop over dead. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. And uh, Echo did another piece of artwork for us. Do you remember us talking about Tugs the Feral Panda? Was that part of the conversation? Anyways, put together Tugs the Feral Panda. Was that a conversation? I know Tugs is the name of my werewolf. Yeah. I love uh, it. The, the, it the looks artwork. Like, it looks like a werewolf, kind of. It looks like an evil werewolf slash panda. Okay. Which makes you think if a wolf, not werewolf, but if, if a wolf and a panda were in just the same area and no, there was no other animals and that's all they had to hang out with, do eventually, do they, fuck, do they try to breed? I don't know. Right? If they're there for 20 years together and they just know it's just us two, do they try to get with it? Great question. Or does nature just say, nope, it's just not, it's, we're not supposed to do it? I have no idea. Does desperation make it? We should ask Amy from Bush Wildlife. I think that's a fair question. I know it's a weird question, but mm. if, if you are, if you still have these urges a, as an animal, but, you know, your species. There's no other wolves. Yes. Yeah. Do you eventually go, I think I'm going to try to fuck that panda. <laughs> <laughs> I say that all the time. Man, I wish she animals does. could talk. <laughs> they never cover this shit in these animal documentaries. No, they don't. No, they do not. And I get into the really important stuff. I think I'm going to fuck that panda. <laughs> do you get to that point? After year 12. <laughs> yeah, after 12 years of having, having these wolf boners. It is a, it's, it's an important question. That's a valid question. Nobody's asking these mm-hmm. questions, Kevin. Me I'm, no... I'm glad we got this podcast to get the really hard-hitting stuff out there into the universe. I'm going to fuck that panda. But the the yeah. animal person needs to realize there's no other wolves, there's no other pandas. It's just them two on the island. Yeah. Okay. Something to think about. Sorry, Kev. You did hire me. (laughs) (laughs) And I swear we're not on drugs. Uh, I can easily pee in this cup. (laughs) Well, that won't go. That won't bode well for either one of us. (laughs) Because there's a a time period thing. (laughs) I appreciate all your emails and artwork. Send it to mail at kbjshow.com. Have a great Wednesday. We'll see you back here tomorrow.